five psychological secrets that I recently used to 100% fill up a live event, 120 plus people in 19 days or less. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm just reminding you the fighting entrepreneur is on its way out. We, as of the moment, have a plan to change this show to the Onyx Singal show in December. So it'll be basically, I'm going to end almost exactly to the T four years. Uh, I thought that was nice. Four years we'll have been doing the Fighting Entrepreneur. We're just changing the name. You're going to love what we're doing. All right. You're going to see the kind of guests we're bringing on, the topics we're hitting. It's going to become a very, very active part of your life. So just expect that. Look forward to it. December 1st, we're going to make the changes across the board. Please help support us. Please help us get up the rankings. And now let's talk about what recently happened. So before I give you these five psychological secrets, I want to tell you what I recently did. So I here at the Learn Center was able to get 120 plus very successful business owners to fly from as far away as India, Australia, we had Dubai, we had Europe. So people from all over the country, all over the world. Now, the person with the lowest revenue in that room was probably about 200,000 a year. A couple of friends that I was able to you know, sneak in, but the official rule of the event was half a million dollars a year or more in information marketing revenue and have to have been in business for at least one year. We did the math and because I can't substantiate it, I'm not gonna give you the exact number that we found in the survey because I didn't ask each person for proof, but it was multiple nine figures a year of revenue in that room. Freaking incredible. There was a wealth of knowledge in that room. So what I'm trying to tell you is I got very, very, very busy, business owners, important people, people with families and their business to take three days out of their lives and physically fly down to the Learn Center here in Rockville, Maryland and be present for three days. Now, we went all out, okay? It was free for them to come. We had buses. We had five-star cuisine lunches. We had a party. They got swag bags. We had a beautiful event the whole time. We had snacks and drinks and I mean, we took care of them, all right? So it cost us a ton of money. But here's the interesting thing. Where I didn't spend even a penny was in the marketing of it. Now I had a big plan. I had this glorious plan to market this thing. I had my ad plan and I had my Facebook group plan and my organic media plan and my affiliate plan. We didn't get to do any of it because in 19 days and basically four posts on my personal Facebook, gone. Seats were done. Qualified people applying for the event and claiming their seats. So what was so amazing is, first of all, it showed me that if you are considering going B2B, where you only offer your product or services to existing business owners, maybe in the past you've thought, that's too small of a market, too hard to reach. It's too this, it's too that. I agree with you. I thought that for freaking 20 years. And what I'm discovering now is, no, it's not. It's a huge market. It's an amazing market. And it's actually not that hard to reach. So I'm gonna give you the five psychological secrets I use today and how it was that, and I infused these five secrets into my four posts that I made on my personal Facebook that helped me do it. Now, here are some things that are important for me to let you know. First of all, I've been doing this for 21 years. So I've built up quite the reputation, thankfully, and the audience, thankfully. So on my Facebook, I have like, what, 3,500 friends? And I have like, don't quote me on this, but like 13,000 followers, 11,000? 11,000, 11,400 followers, I think. That's on my personal Facebook. That's not like my public face. That's just my personal Facebook. So these secrets work better when your audience is larger. And I have people who follow me who fit my target demographic market. A lot of them, apparently. So those are the important things here. But I'm going to tell you the five psychological things I did. Now, you might be able to use these to make your marketing for your webinar better or to make your marketing for your mastermind better or to make your marketing for your live event better or to make your marketing for your VSL better. I mean, it could, you know, it, it can really help you in any way. All right. So I want you to not listen to just how I did it, but how it could apply to you. So number one, define 
audience plus application. Okay, what is that? So first and foremost, I find most entrepreneurs are too scared to define their audience. I, I talk to entrepreneurs all the time. I'm like, who do you market to or who's your audience? And they'll give me this number. It's like, they'll tell me, oh, anyone. I have actually had people say, anyone, anyone looking to, you know, build a business. I'm like, oh. And, and we are scared to define our audience because we feel like it's going to limit our audience and we'll make less. Here's what I have discovered, not only over the last six to nine months, but mostly over the last like six to nine years even. The more you define your audience, more interesting, the more hyper-focused you become, the more that audience jumps to your, your offer. So whereas you might be able to convert 1%, I'm just giving hypothetical data, you might be able to give 1% to like the general market. If you make it specific, you'll convert 5%, 6%, 7%. So I mean taking it, like for example, if you teach people how to do social media marketing, change that to teaching women coaches how to do social media marketing or to teach pizza restaurants how to do social media marketing. You know why? Because now you're thinking, oh my God, but did you know there's like 60,000 plus pizza restaurants in the country? It's huge. That's just the US. Then you're thinking, but Anik, I could sell to 300 million Americans. Now you're asking me to only sell to 60,000. Yes. Well, because those 60,000 are going to look at your training and say, whoa, this is literally for me. They're going to pay way more attention. You're going to convert way more of them and you're going to charge them probably five to 10 times as much money. So define your audience. Don't be afraid to Get that audience specific. The more specific, the better, the faster, the bigger the results you'll have, okay? Plus, for this event, it was free, but you had to apply to it. So that's right. When you went to our page, you clicked the button, you had to fill out a whole form, name, email, phone number, business, niche, revenue, why you should come to the event, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. What am I doing there? See, I'm making sure people understand that this event is indeed only for a specific audience. And what I heard back from all of the people that came, the fact alone that I had an application, made them even more interested in the event because they knew we were vetting and filtering. So where in your business can you offer a service where you go to your defined audience and don't just hand it to them, but make them apply for it? See, during this process, just during the application process, I ended up building an email list of a couple hundred people. That doesn't sound like a lot, but I know everything about them. I know their business, their niche, their revenue, their interests, their strengths, their weaknesses. It's a very powerful list, all right? So that was secret number one. How can you define your audience and what can you do in your business where you will give something to your your audience, but you make them apply for it. Secret number two, social proof. So in these four posts, I was very, 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 very intentional about one thing. I approached the post in such a way that they would have a lot of comments and likes. All right. So how did I do that? How can you virtually guarantee that your post on Facebook will get a lot of engagement, a lot of likes, a lot of comments? All right, hear this out. So when I made my first post, by that point, I already had about 15, 20 people committed to coming to the event. I had asked them through messaging. I tagged them. Plus I tagged another 15, 20 of my friends who I knew wouldn't mind me tagging them, who I wanted to have come to the event. So I ended up having about 40 people tagged on that post. Took off like a wildfire. Because when you tag someone on Facebook, they get a ping. You've been tagged. They come to your post. They see it. They like it. They leave a comment and hence begins the positive social interaction. Now, when I made my second post by then, I had had more people say they were gonna come. So now I had about 50 or 60 people to tag. See where I'm going with this? Then by the time I made my third post, I remember having like 100 people to tag. Now here's a little trick. First of all, Facebook doesn't let you tag, like actually tag more than 50 people. I think it's 50 at one time. So what I did is on my post, I would tag 50, and then I'd go to the first comment and tag the rest of the 50 so those 100 would still get the tag. You're gonna say, but Onik, that takes forever. 
forever. Yeah, it does. It would take me a half an hour to write the post because I kept tagging, tagging, tagging. I actually want to develop a software that could do this for me. But you know what? Guys, I was able to put 120 top earning people into a room with $0 spend. So I'm willing to spend a little bit of time, 30 minutes, just really hitting at and then selecting the person's name, at selecting the person's name, at selecting the person's name. It's okay. It's fair. You got to do a little bit of the work. So tag people and write your post in such a way that you'll create tons of social proof, lots and lots and lots of comments. And it created some of my posts. We get 30, 40, 50, 60 comments, 300 likes. It created a frenzy. It created reach. Let's go to psychological secret number three, private messaging. Do you know that till this day right now, I am building a Facebook group out, okay? So I'm building a Facebook group called Expert Summit. You can look it up if you want, but you have to answer the questions and you have to be doing at least $100,000 a year and have been in business for at least one year to join the group. Otherwise you, you get declined. But do you know that the first 200 members in that group, I individually texted people and invited them? That's right, no automation, no AI, me. The 120 people that came to this physical event, I I personally messaged them all. Actually, I messaged way more because every person that would leave a comment on my post, because on my post, I would say, who wants a free ticket to come to this? Comment below. They'd comment. I would then add them to my Facebook as a friend if I wasn't already a friend or a hit message and private message them and say, thanks for commenting. Here's the link. Go check out and fill out the application if you're interested. That was me. Till this day, do you know how many people don't believe that was me? How many people thought? Because I've had so many people not reply. It's so funny. And then I see them or they reply later. I'm like, you never replied. They're like, wait, that was you? I thought it was like your VA or your automation. And I'm like, no, man, it was me. And the minute they learn that, it just changes the whole landscape of everything. People are just like, wow. Now, listen, if you're going after webinars and you're going to get thousands of people registered and all that jazz, I understand you can't message everybody personally. You can use automation. All I'm trying to let you know is sending someone a message that says, hey, I noticed you applied to come to the expert summit. I'm super excited to see you there. This is Onik, by the way, and can't wait to meet you. People go, whoa, what? I'm telling you, it, it's no, no ask, no nothing. Just so big part of what I did was staying engaged with people one on one and messaging them, whether it was to message them in response to their comment on my Facebook post to then invite them to the event or whether it was to comment, message them after they had been approved to come to the event and they had said they're coming on message to say, I'm excited to see them. I'm almost trying to tell you here, especially if you're trying to go for the B2B market, bring back the personal touch. We're trying to automate an AI way too much. I believe there is a place for everything, but the personal live human touch will never go away. How can you use that in your business? Do you have a certain group of audience, a certain group of customers? that are not a huge group, but they're like your best. They've spent the most money with you. Maybe you can ask your team to pull out the top hundred spenders with you in the last three years. And what if you sent them a message to their cell phone? You know, you can get a Google voice number. You can get a separate cell phone. And what if you just sent them a message that says, Hey, it's Mike. Just wanted to say you came in as one of our top hundred customers. And I just wanted to personally thank you. By the way, this isn't automation or AI. This is me personally texting you. and just wanted to say thank you. By the way, you can copy and paste these messages and just change the name out. That's what I do. It goes by fast, but man, it makes a big impact. So you, how do you create the personal touch back in your business? Secret number four, FOMO, fear of missing out. This is this is fun. And I've now done this on pretty much every live event that I do. On our page where I'm promoting the event, I post a picture and the name of everybody that's coming. So as they start to say yes and get accepted, my design team adds their picture and their name, the picture, their name, the picture, their name. Works in two ways. One, 30% of the time, the person whose picture and name I add, they're going to message and say, I don't like that picture. Change my picture. Great. Thank you. You're engaged. You're thinking about me. You're active. But a lot of times they don't mind. They, I will use their picture that they have on Facebook. So we just grab their Facebook profile picture, put it there. And what we have seen is is it creates the most FOMO. So what's FOMO? It stands for fear of missing out. It's incredible. It's incredible how many people will come just because so-and-so is coming, just because they see all the names coming. So if you do an event, can you publish names? Now, remember, 
you got to write your privacy policy, get your legal checks done because you got to make sure it's okay with people that you're putting their names out there publicly. And, and so this is not legal advice and I want to make sure you do things right. If you're doing a webinar, maybe that's, that's a lot of names, but maybe there's a way you can infuse that into your campaign. Live events, you can infuse that into your campaign. How can you mention names to create FOMO? Maybe you do giveaways every now and then. Maybe you specifically take those hundred customers, that top hundred customers, and you make a goal to thank them over the next hundred days, one customer a day. You tag them and say, thank you for being a customer. And the world sees that. And now people start seeing it and say, I want to get thanked by them. You'd be surprised how powerful these little psychological triggers are. Someone just wanting to be thanked by you might be the, that might be enough to get them to pay attention to you and buy your next product. I'm not even exaggerating. So how can you use FOMO, fear of missing out in your marketing? Now, secret number five, last but by no means least is risk removal. So the best offer in the world is an offer that has zero risk for the person buying it. Not always possible to do. I don't believe anything in the world has zero risk. Everything has some form of risk, but I try to remove all the risk possible from this event. So some people who are a little bit skeptical, I would say the following to, I'd say, listen, Susan, the event's free. Lunch is on me. Parties are on me. You just have to pay for your airfare and hotel. Susan, I'm so convinced that this event is going to be so powerful for you. I'll tell you, I'll make you the following offer. Now, I didn't do this publicly. I would make it for the people that were maybe struggling to make a decision. And quite honestly, I had such demand for this event. If someone was struggling to make a decision, I honestly just moved on to the next person. But I'm just giving you an example of what you could say. I said it to like two people, but I didn't want to make it too public at that point because I didn't feel like I needed to. But here's an example of a great risk removal. I said, Susan, if you attend the event for three days and you don't think it was worth the flight and hotel, then you tell me what you think it was worth and I'll pay the difference back to you. And the, the power there is that you are removing any risk. Financial risk is usually what we're talking about. I don't really get into opportunity cost risk or personal time risk, personal life risk. I just get into like people think like, well, I'm going to be there for three days. It's going to cost me a grand for the flight and, you know, $500 for the hotel, 1500 bucks plus food. And I'll be like 18, 17, $1,800 in. So the ticket might be free, but I'm going to end up spending a couple grand to do this event. By posting everyone's pictures who's coming, I am also, that's a part of risk removal too, because they're looking at the audience and they're like, come on, out of this 120 people, I'm sure I'll make one deal, meet one person, learn one thing that'll pay for the couple grand I'm investing to go there. But in your case, maybe you have a webinar, a low ticket, mid ticket, high ticket offer, a super ticket offer, a live event, a virtual summit. I don't know. You got something. What can you do to remove, if any, risk that's being perceived or received by the person who you're selling to? Risk removal. If you have an offer right now, this you can really go think about how do you... So sit down and look at your offer and sit down as if you are your customer and think about right before they agree to coming to the event, buying your product, buying your consulting service, buying your coaching service. What is one, two, three, or four of the biggest objections that are risk related on their minds? Money, time, results, whatever it is, and find a way to remove that risk. Take it upon yourself. I'm assuming you have a great service and great product. You believe in yourself. And now that person is going to be like, wow, stupid not to do this. So with this event, the reason people say, why'd you make it free on it? These are business owners. They have money. I said, yeah, but it was the first time I was doing it. I had no history of doing this event. And I, I, I'm asking people to fly. It's not free for them. I'm asking, so I said, I just, I removed whatever risk I could remove to make it easy. Now, will it always be free? Probably not. Once we've done a few of these and it has a reputation and people out there know just how amazing the event is. And I got all those testimonials and all that. I'll make it paid because I won't need to remove the risk. At that point, credibility and past history removes the risk. So you tell me, how can you remove the risk for your customers to make your offers, whatever they are, even more attractive? So there you go, ladies and gentlemen, those are the five psychological secrets I've used to fill up a live event room in 19 days or less using just four Facebook posts on my personal Facebook. I'm not saying you're going to get those results. I have a huge audience and I've been doing this for a long time, but come on, didn't you pick up a couple of ideas of what you could do in your business and on your side and in your office? 
offer? I bet you you did. This is Onyx Now reminding you when life pushes you, stand straight, smile, and push it the heck back. This is one of the last episodes of The Fighting Entrepreneur. Help us share it. Help us put it out there. Help us tell the world. Subscribe. Click below. Leave a comment. Thumbs up. All that jazz. And get excited because right here, right in the same place you are, you'll not need to resubscribe. We are going to be switching over to The Onyx and Golf Show starting in December. Now, depending on when you're listening to this, maybe we already did. All right. Love you guys. Go out there. Keep kicking butt. Fight for your dreams. This is Onyx signing off. See you in the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Fighting Entrepreneur with your host, Onyx Singal.